This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. You are listening to the news on Radio Romania International. I am Vlad Palku. Let's look at the top stories. Romania-US cooperation ranked high on the agenda of the meeting between Prime Minister Nikolai Chuka and the Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary in the Bureau of European and Eurasian Affairs, Derek J. Hogan. Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu held talks with his Lithuanian counterpart in Vilnius. And Labour Minister Marius Budai addressed Romania's Schengen accession in a meeting he had with his Austrian counterpart. Romania's Prime Minister Nicolae Ciucă met in Bucharest with the Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary in the Bureau of European and Eurasian Affairs, Derek J. Hogan, who paid a visit to Bucharest to attend the US-Romanian Strategic Dialogue meeting. Talks focused on bilateral cooperation between Romania and the USA at political, economic and military levels. As regards sectorial cooperation, talks also addressed cooperation between the two sides in the fields of energy, ITNC and agriculture. Prime Minister Ciuca expressed an interest in attracting a larger number of US businesses to Romania with a view to developing more projects. Another major topic on the agenda for talks was regional security in the context of the Russian military aggression in Ukraine. The Romanian Prime Minister outlined multidimensional support, including humanitarian aid, financial assistance and logistics support for helping Ukraine export its grain, which Romania has provided to this country as well as to the Republic of Moldova. Bucharest's significant contribution was hailed by the U.S. administration. Additionally, the two officials also examined security developments in the Black Sea region. Secretary Hogan offered technical support to help Romania join the visa waiver program. Romania's Schengen accession and EU enlargement were high on the agenda for talks between Romania's Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu and his Lithuanian counterpart Gabrielius Landsbergis. In Vilnius, the two officials also tackled support for Ukraine, referring to the reconstruction process in this country. Talks also focused on the impact of the war on other regional players, specifically on the security developments in the Republic of Moldova and joint actions to counter Russia's destabilizing actions. The challenges facing the Republic of Moldova were also approached during the meeting Bogdan Aurescu had with the Lithuanian Parliament Speaker Victoria Gmilite-Nielsen. On this occasion, Minister Aurescu praised the good Romanian-Lithuanian relations, highlighting the positive trend of bilateral dialogue at all levels. 
The Romanian official also underlined the positive evolution of two-way trade. The two officials examined preparations for the upcoming NATO summit in Vilnius in July 2023. On the sidelines of the EBSCO Council in Brussels, Romania's Labour Minister Marius Budai met with his Austrian counterpart Johannes Rauch. The two officials discussed Romania's accession to the Schengen area, with Minister Rauch expressing support from himself and Vice-Chancellor Ferner Gogler. At the 2022 Justice and Home Affairs Council meeting of December 2022, Romania and Bulgaria were denied admission in the travel-free area. The Council failed to reach unanimity, although the two countries have fulfilled all technical accession criteria. Opposition came from Austria and the Netherlands, the latter saying that Bulgaria is not yet ready to join Schengen. According to Minister Marius Budai, talks with his Austrian counterpart also focused on the importance of Romanian workers in Austria, in particular Romanian caretakers. And we go out with news from sports. Romanian tennis player Sorana Kursta has advanced to the round of 16 at the Indian Wells Tournament in California, totaling some 8.8 million US dollars in total prizes after ousting Bernarda Perra of the United States 6-3-6-1 in the third round. In the next phase, Kursta will take on Caroline Garcia of France, who in the previous round knocked out Leila Hernandez of Canada. Garcia leads 2 new in head-to-head matches with Kursta after winning in 2017 in Toronto and Madrid. And that was the news. The inflation is again on the rise in Romania, where the trade deficit is also growing. This is Daniel Bilt to the microphone with a report by Bogdan Matei. In November 2022, Romania's inflation rate stood at 16.8%, exceeding the forecast announced by the central bank governor Mugurisarescu of 16.3%. That has been the highest inflation rate in the past two decades. In 2002, Romania reported an annual inflation rate of 22.5%, and from 2005 until last year, the country had only single-digit inflation rates. This alarming pace seemed to be slightly going down at the beginning of the year, but went up again last month as compared to January, from 157 to 15.52% against the latest price hikes in food products and services. Figures released on Monday by the National Institute for Statistics, INS, prove that the prices of these products and services saw the highest increase in the first months of the year. But experts say this shouldn't alter the forecast by the central bank BNR, according to which the inflation rate will again return to single digits towards the end of the year. Food prices saw the most significant increase in February by roughly 3.4%, while services rose by 2.5%. At the same time, prices in non-food products slightly dropped by 0.5% on an average. Significant price hikes were registered last month in the category of fresh and canned vegetables, 
up by 6.35%, followed by the fresh fruits with roughly 4.9%, and services for making and mending clothes and footwear over 3.5%. Prices in fresh fish, cheese, personal hygiene and care products, as well as other non-food products, have grown between 2% and 3%. Prices in air transport services went down by more than 12%, whereas prices for cooking oil, electricity and heat by 1% on an average. According to the latest forecasts, prices were supposed to continue their downward trend, but experts say this process isn't a linear one. The same tendency has been noticed in other EU countries as well, where the inflation rate in February proved to be higher than a month before. According to experts, this process of keeping inflation at bay is likely to continue, but will have its monthly ups and downs. In a Radio Romania interview, the financial expert and central bank advisor Adrian Vasilescu has confirmed this theory. In the meantime, the INS data showed that Romania's trade deficit in January stood at 2.338 billion euros, 203.6 million higher than in January 2022. The rise was partly caused by the growing inflation, which raised the imports' values, but the main cause is the fact that the domestic output cannot cover the demand, not even in sectors with traditions such as agro-food industry, the chemical or the car-making sectors. Experts say that the authorities should step in and take action in order to prevent the situation from worsening. The Romanian Senate unanimously adopted the law limiting access to gambling. The law will next go to the Chamber of Deputies, which is a decision-making body. I'm Lucramiara Simeon with more in this commentary by Daniela Budu. The law limiting access to gambling was unanimously adopted on Monday by the Romanian Senate, which is the first chamber to which the bill was referred to. The document, initiated by the opposition Save Romania Union, bans the operation of amusement arcades near schools, playgrounds, cultural centers and hospitals. Senators from all political parties revealed the importance of this project aimed at reducing the disastrous effects of gambling on minors. The interim president of the Senate, the liberal Alina Gorghiu, believes that the legislation in the field must be stricter and stricter. Alina Gorghiu. The most important change is the fact that a ban was introduced on the operation of amusement arcades on a distance of 300 meters from educational units and institutions, playgrounds for children, culture, art, health and social institutions, and banking and financial institutions. Secondly, an amendment was adopted which stipulates that these slot machines can no longer be functional in bars, said Alina Gorghiu. For his part, the Save Romania Union Senator Sebastian Cernik showed that while in Romania there are no programs for the prevention and treatment of gambling addiction, the governments of other countries such as Belgium, Great Britain, Spain or Australia have drastically limited the exposure of young people to this risk. According to him, the document is probably the most important law for protecting the life and future of children. Sebastian Cernik. 
Trebuie să spunem stop. Este o necesitate să curățăm de tentații și de minciuni. We have to say stop. It is necessary to clear the road to school or to the children's playground of temptations and lies, said Sebastian Cernic. During the debates, the Democratic Union of Ethnic Hungarians in Romania, Senator Irina Kovac, a former high school director, stated that there are teenagers who unfortunately have become addicted to gambling only because these arcades are located near educational institutions. Irina Kovac. We had cases of children who ended up developing addictions because the high school was surrounded by no less than five amusement arcades, argued Irina Kovac. And the alliance of the Union of Romanians, Senator Rodica Buanco, believes that such laws are necessary. Gambling, drugs, alcohol consumption create vices that can endanger their life and the life of their families, said Senator Rodica Buanco. In turn, the Social Democrat Radu Opera believes that the draft law is a good initiative, but unfortunately it does not solve the problem of those who are addicted to gambling. Radu Opera. One of the good amendments is to remove slot machines from bars and cafes where young people can enter and where, if there is alcohol around, the idea of playing will definitely become more pressing, said Radu Opera. After being adopted by the Senate, the bill will enter the debate of the Chamber of Deputies. And that was Radio Newsreel. Focus on Romania. Next in today's broadcast, it's hit of the day. Listen to the band Voltage with their latest single, Failing to Fail. Așa, într-o zi eșecul va da greș Mă uit în oglindă și spun Hai că pot în oceanul care mă căznesc să not Și văd cum ani trec ca florile de cireș Zic așa Într-o zi eșecul va da greș Și la fel în dragoste când caut cuvintele Care-l face și pe ea, 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 ea Să-și întoarcă privirea, să mă vadă cum aș vrea Să-și deschidă inima Oare n-ai un strop de iubire Să-l prăbușești peste mine Oare mă aude acolo cineva Și mi-a atât de Yeah. 
Se lasă urmă nouă dor de tot ce am să fim când crește mare Inside Romania. Hello and welcome. I'm Kalinko Tsoyu. The disaster caused by the earthquakes in Turkey has been a call to solidarity. Romania sent over two rescue teams which paired up man with dog, considered the most effective in finding survivors under rubble. Juana Chora, president of the Transylvania Rescue Dog Association, went to Turkey with one of the teams and told us the story of the rescue dogs. The story of the dogs starts with the people who partner up with them. Our organization, a volunteer organization, brings together willing people who wish to train dogs for search and rescue. Each of our volunteers bring their own dog. Some of the dogs had started training six or eight weeks previously. Others started later, the moment the owner contacted our association. For instance, For Dino, the dog I took to Turkey, everything started the moment he got to our home, and after about seven weeks we knew that we wanted for him. He is also a gift from a teammate, and it was obvious this was going to be his career, since he was very much fit for search and rescue. And so we asked Juana Chora what a dog needs in order to be fit for search and rescue. It's not about a certain breed, it is about a type of dog. For instance, if we make an analogy with emergency workers, such as firefighters, who have to meet some physical criteria, concentration criteria, and motivation, in order to be able to take part in such activities. In terms of olfactory abilities, any dog could meet this criterion, but there are more criteria to meet, in terms of mobility and agility. If we look at seeking people under rubble, the dog has to be nimble, sure on its feet, 
on surfaces that are not friendly and are not level. We have to have a dog with a friendly temperament, a trustworthy dog which can be easily motivated, one that is interested in what we have to offer it, such as food or toys. The dog has to have a purpose for which it is looking for survivors. And then each of the dogs looks for the missing people in order to get a reward, which they know they get after such activities. With that in mind, the dog searches for the people who are the key to their reward. Long shifts, unpredictable conditions, as well as flying on a military plane, all these were just some of the challenges for the rescue teams. Here with details is Juana Chora. From the moment we left home to the return, everything was a challenge for everyone, be they man or dog. We are talking about the emotional side, about adapting to obstacles, all the situations we faced, and of course the work itself. The latter was probably the easiest to manage. The moment you knew what you had to do, you felt at ease. The rest had a bigger impact, the things we could not really prepare for. That including flying military, which is nothing like flying a commercial plane. Also, the way in which the search areas looked, the fact that you always had to pay attention to where you parked your car, where you got off from the vehicle, where to take out the dogs, because any car around could hide a dog guarding it. That is when you realize that there are people living in that car, and the dog might guard the family. We faced many things that we could do nothing about, and which we didn't plan for in our training. Juana Chora told us how a dog is trained, and for how long. A rescue dog becomes operational, meaning at a level that allows it to take part in a search and rescue mission, even easier than the one in Turkey, which was an extreme example, trains for three to four years. It very much depends on the human, how serious they are, how consistent. The dog doesn't attend training by itself, so the human has to maintain discipline and consistency in its training. For instance, we as an organization have training sessions three times a week, which means three to four hours of teamwork each of those times. In addition, of course, each of our volunteers has to work individually with their dogs, be it for motivation or for discipline, as well as physical fitness, which is another very important aspect for a search dog. A dog which is physically fit can carry out a more difficult mission. If their physical fitness is not too good, there can be psychological aspects that can affect the dog, resulting in poor performance. Juana Chora told us that even though this way was a very taxing and harrowing experience, she finds reason for optimism. The most emotional in Turkey was to witness the solidarity that this moment produced and the way in which rescuers from around the world, and I really mean around the world, 
get mobilized and went there to help. No country, as well as prepared as they can be, can cope with such a situation. You have been listening to Inside Romania. This is Radio Romania International. Cultural event. Welcome to Cultural Event with me, Lucramera Simeon. Between Revolutions, the second documentary feature by filmmaker Vlad Petri, received the International Federation of Film Critics Award in the Forum section of the Berlin International Film Festival. Vlad Petri's second feature film has the form of a documentary, following the correspondence between two women who lived under different regimes in the 1970s and 1980s, The film shows the similarities and differences in Iran and Romania. The approach is poetic, between revolutions leaving room for interpretation, and combined with a very well-edited material, it reveals its full strength. The jury of the International Federation of Film Critics motivated their choice. Forum, one of the competition sections within the Berlin Hall, includes films that propose a series of reflections on the cinematic language but also on the socio-artistic discourse, films that have a special aesthetic. Moreover, Vlad Petri declares himself interested in political and social topics. His films on the border between documentary and fiction have been presented at prestigious international film festivals, such as those in Berlin, Rotterdam, Sarajevo, or Zilchlava. Between Revolutions is a film built exclusively from the archives and mirrors the lives and destinies of two women, one from Romania, the other from Iran, friends and faculty colleagues at the University of Medicine in Bucharest in the 1970s. In 1979, when the possibility of political change in Iran became a certainty, Zahra returns to her country, taking part in the revolution there, away from her friend. For the next 10 years, the only way of communication between them is through letters. Framed by two revolutions, their words describe women's struggle to be heard, society's undergoing radical change, and a friendship that cannot be broken. Here is Vlad Petri talking about how the idea of the film Between Revolutions was born. I'm going to the road, I started the journey thinking about my mother's stories and her student years, and I was very curious to see how political changes, revolutions, are seen from a woman's perspective. So, I will also mention the excellent contribution in this project of the writer Lavinia Braniște, the author of the letters presented in the film. This is what interested me the most, how we could revisit history from the perspective of women who lived their youth in the 1980s, like my mother. And I was interested both in the perspective of the women who lived at that time in Romania, and also of those who lived similar experiences in Iran. I wanted to see how we could recontextualize these images narrated and found by men during paternalistic regimes, Iran, led by Ruholah Khomeini, and Romania, led by Nicolae Ceausescu. I think the film is a mix of poetry and politics, and I really like that. And as to the poetry in the film, I can say that for many years I have been fascinated by Iranian cinema, especially by films made by Abbas Kiarostami and Mohsen Mahmalvaf, films full of poetry. 
That's why we thought it important to remember Farouk Farouzad, a poet, filmmaker and feminist. She fought a lot for women's rights in Iran, a country where, unfortunately, women still don't have rights and are trying to get them through protests, said Vlad Petri in the end of cultural event. Next in this program, sports. Hello, this is Daniel Bils on the microphone. Romanian judoka Asli Gonzalez walked away with gold from the European Open in Rome. In the eighth finals of the 100kg category, the Romanian outperformed Adir Karimli of Azerbaijan and Italian Enrico Bergamelli in the quarters. In the semi-finals, the Romanian defeated Falk Peter Silka of Germany and in the finals, Harry Lovell Hewitt of Britain. In the same category, another judoka from Romania, Eduard Sherban, conceded defeat in the first round to Italian Daniel Akogli. That was the first gold medal won by the Romanian delegation, which ranked 10th in the nation's ranking. The competition in Rome brought together 381 judokas from 34 countries, 220 in the men's contest and 161 in the women's event, Romania was represented by five athletes. For his performance, Radio Romania International has designated Asli Gonzalez Athlete of the Week. Gonzalez was born in Kaibarian City, Cuba, on September 5, 1989. He became champion in the Pan American Games twice, in 2011 and 2013. In the 90kg category, a category he competed in until 2021. In 2013, at the World Championships in Rio, Gonzalez became gold medalist after defeating Volam Lipartelliani of Georgia in the finals. At the Olympics in Beijing in 2008, Gonzalez lost in the first round and made it to the finals of the next Olympics in London. Unfortunately, he conceded defeat in the finals to Song Dae-nam of South Korea. Four years later, at the Olympics in Rio, Gonzalez lost in the third round to Latkavasurigin Odkonbatar of Mongolia. Gonzalez lives in Orada, Western Romania, and became a Romanian citizen in 2021. He is competing for Romania and has been nicknamed by the fans Astley the Romanian. In the end, we remind you that you can revisit this report on the internet at rri.ro as well as on Radio Romania International's Facebook profile. Listening to Radio Romania International. Hello and welcome to Your Music with me, Elena Enake. Today I bring you songs from a newly released album entitled More Than Blues, signed by Mircea Vintila and Marcian Petrescu. I first invite you to listen to a song entitled On Corso. Thank you. 
soamne și De mândre uitat Stăteam necăjit Până ce într-o bună zi Un fante m-a luat Și m-a învățat Niște filozofii Zicea el privește Ceac-pac, iată una de mare clasă Ceac-pac, însă foarte periculoasă Au-au, zâmbește ca o chimeră Și merge, mamă, doamne, ca o carnasieră Cic-cic, domnișoara e și ascultă Nu zic, însă are un voinic în urmă Eu vin cu un sfat omenos Decât pentru mândre, mai bine să mor sănătos Cic-cic, domnișoara e și ascultă Nu zic însă arunc voinic în urmă Eu vin cu un sfat omenos Decât pentru mândre, mai bine să mor sănătos Am și eu pe obraz Câteva cicatrici Ba de la domnițe Ba de la voinici Și pe corso când văd ieșim Vrând cățel concurent Ca fante vestit Îl și fac atent Amice privește Ceac-pac, iată una de mare clasă Ceac-pac, însă foarte periculoasă Au-au, zâmbește ca o chimeră Și merge, mamă, doamne, ca o carnasieră Șic-șic, domnișoara e și ascultă Nu zic, însă are un voinic în urmă Eu vin cu un sfat omenos Decât pentru mândre, mai bine să mor sănătos Cic-cic, domnișoara e și ascultă Nu zic, însă arun voinic în urmă Eu vin cu un sfat omenos Decât pentru mândre, mai bine să mor sănătos Domnișoara e și ascultă Nu zic, însă arun voinic în urmă Eu vin cu un sfat omenos Decât pentru mândre, mai bine să mor sănătos Șic-șic, domnișoara e și ascultă Nu zic, însă arun voinic în urmă Eu vin cu un sfat omenos Decât pentru mândre, mai bine să mor sănătos Bine ați venit la concertul nostru aniversar. Pasterea Colibri vă salută în această seară într-o formă de vis, excepțională. Adică, domnul Mircea Vintilă, uitați-l în dreapta, veșnic tână. Peste ce trece tot mai talentat domnul Marius Bațu, noul nostru coleg, Vladic Nejevici, uitați-l cât de frumos e. 
Cine cea mai nicio care o să încerc, o să încerce să vă mai spună câte ceva. Street Popanane is the second song that I've picked for you today, a song signed by singers, songwriters Mircea Vintilă and Marcian Petrescu. În Popanan stă un bărbos, bătrân și fotograf, puștii de pe stradă spun că este un zeu. Știe chiar de ești om bun sau rău După chipul, după chipul tău Popanani o stradă înspre Haratraian De la Fuișor până în piața Vitan Popanani o stradă înspre Haratraian De la Fuișor până în piața Vitan la un colț o floră reasă, ce ne vinde flori Mereu plânge din nimic și are păr creț Când râdera nu mai la sărbători Toate florile nu mai au preț Popana noastră dă înspre Halatraian De la Fuișor până în piața Vitan Popana noastră dă înspre Halatraian De la Fuișor până în piața Vitan În Popana ne o frizerie Fără mușterii Pensionarii stau în pragui la taifas Iar frizerul gras și chel Dă glas unor melodii de chefli Popana noastră dă înspre Halatraian De la Fuișor până în piața Vitan Popana noastră dă înspre Halatraian De la Fuișor până în piața Vitan De la Fuișor până în piața Vitan Popana ne-o stradă înspre Halatraian De la Fuișor până în piața Vitan Zilnic trece un poștaș cu ochii de cafea Toate fetele îl iubesc și scriu vederi Numai fata lui ce sta în cartier De la Fuișor până în piața Vitan Popana ne-o stradă înspre Halatraian De la Fuișor până în piața Vitan Popana ne-o stradă înspre Halatraian De la Fuișor până în piața Vitan Popana ne-o stradă înspre Halatraian de la Fuișor până în piața Vitan We end your music today with one last song performed by Mircea Vintilă and Marcian Petrescu entitled Green Leaf of Blue
Și-am zis verde de albastră, mă doar în calmă iastră Și-am zis pară de un măr, minciună de adevăr Și-am zis pasăre de pește, despreștare de ce crește Și secund am zis de ori, curcubeu de auroră am zis os de un schelet, am zis hoț de om întreg Și privirea am zis de ochi și că-i boală cei de ochi Și de bine am zis la morți și de șase am zis la sorți Și am zis unul de doi și zăpadă de noroi Că am vrut să fac cu gura, focul cel făcea arsura N-am fost trezit că dorm Pe un cal cu de dorm Alergând pe un câmp de noapte De la 1 până la 7 De la 7 până la 10 Mi-a căzut o viață rece De la frunză până la umbră Mi-a căzut o viață dublă Ca pământul și cu lună Noaptea când stau împreună Verde de albastră Mă doar un cal măiastră Pe care mă țin călare Cu capul la cingătoare De mă duc, mării mă duc Ca toamna frunza de nuc Living Romania Coming up next and places. Welcome to a fresh installment of People and Places with me, Mihaela Ignatescu. Romanian cuisine does not have a long tradition when it comes to confectionaries and pastry. Just like other peoples, the inhabitants of the Romanian territories would use honey and flower nectar to sweeten their food. Only in the early 16th century, sugar became indispensable, along with the spread of Oriental customs and habits on our territories, be they Turkish, Arab or Byzantine. But it didn't take long for Romanians to indulge into the more refined sweet delights. So in the 19th century, Romania's capital, Bucharest, would already be dubbed the city of cake shops. So today I thought of telling you the story of the most famous cake shop in Bucharest for many decades and its owners, the Kapsha family. Later in the show we will take a short virtual trip to Zernesht in the Piatra Kraurilui National Park, which is home to the largest brown bear sanctuary in the world and the largest reserve of this type in Eastern Europe. Stay tuned. <music> The Romanian word for cake shop or confectionery is cofetărie. It comes from the old Romanian word cofetur, which means candies. Cake in Romanian is prăjitură, which is another specific Romanian name. 
In the 19th century, there were three types of cakes in Bucharest, Venetian, German and Turkish. According to records, there were 15 cake shops or confectionaries in 1832, most of them on Mogoshoya Bridge, today's Victoria Boulevard, and people would mainly find sherbet and ice cream there. In summertime, they would all take out 15 to 20 tables for people to fully enjoy the experience. Around the year 1850, the most famous of them would be Giovanni, owned by an Italian, of course, right across the street from the National Theatre, which back then was under construction. Competing with Giovanni was another Italian, Cormorelli. Another famous shop was the Eleftherescu, which would serve refined French-inspired cakes and sweets. After the First World War, the number of such shops would increase a lot, and many cooperatives emerged selling commonly named cakes at standard prices. But the most glorious time of Romanian confectionery was the emergence of Casa Capsha. Capsha family of a Romanian descent seems to have settled in Bucharest in the second half of the 18th century. The first famous member of the family was Dumitru Capsha, who was a furrier and owned a shop in downtown Bucharest in the little St. Anton Square, next to the Manuk Inn. The furrier had four sons. The youngest, Constantin, was the only one who took over his father's craft. He married a girl from Ploiești and had 12 children. Four of them, Vasile, Anton, Constantin and Grigore, are those who in mid-19th century would establish Casa Capsha, the cake shop that became famous all over Europe. So starting 1952, the capital's elite would walk along the Mogoshoya Bridge and stop for a while at the shop named back then, the brothers Anton and Vasile Kapsha. It took just a few years for the shop to destroy any competition. Around the year 1869, Konstantin and Grigore Kapsha were heading the business. Grigore Kapsha was sent to France to learn the more refined skills at the Maison Boissier. He indeed became a remarkable chef and created many special products for special events and personalities of the time. For instance, he created the cake named Joffre on the occasion of the visit to Romania of General Joffre and the Rijon ice cream in honor of the French actress with the same name who gave a few performances in Bucharest. After a while, Grigore's brother stepped back, so he remained the only owner of the business, which he extended in 1886 with the Capsha coffee shop. After the death of Grigore, who'd run the business for 34 years, Casa Capsha was taken over by his nephew, Constantin's son, Stefan. Grigore Capsha was a famous character in Bucharest and across the country. His name would often be mentioned in the press. As he was a member of the Conservative Party, the shop's clients were mainly conservative boyars and members of parliament. And the journalists would also go there to learn about what the politicians were up to, as Capsha was the place where media campaigns and other political moves and events were planned. One could see almost daily famous writers, political journalists, ministers, the likes of Duilius Zamfirescu, Teodor Mușatescu, Ion Minulescu, Tudor Arghezi or Liviu Rebranu, to mention just a few. Besides the local elite, famous guests from abroad were often mentioned in papers as spending time at Capsha, such as Cleo de Merod, Leopold II lover, Blanche Dutin or Sarah Bernard. The foreigners visiting Bucharest back then would say that the real capital of Romania stretched between the Romanian Athenaeum and Capsha. 
Kapsha still exists today in a building described as an architectural gem, but is more complex than it used to be, comprising a hotel, a restaurant, conference rooms, private halls, a coffee shop, and is still quite famous in the capital. So if you happen to take a walk on Victoria Boulevard, make sure to stop for a while and enjoy both the view and the delicious cakes served there. People and Places continues on Radio Romania International. Let's now travel to Zernesht in the beautiful Piatra Krajului Nature Park, which is home to Liberty, a sanctuary which is now home to around 100 bears, rescued from miserable living conditions and abuse. The sanctuary, which stretches across 69 hectares of coniferous forest near Brasov, is seen as one of the most ethical sanctuary in the world. It was created by the Millions of Friends Association, the oldest animal protection association in Romania. It was founded in 1997 by Cristina Lapis, a former journalist from Brasov, who dedicated her life to saving and caring for animals. She created one of the first non-governmental animal welfare organizations in Romania. And during this time, the association has built up a strong team of vet specialists, transported and cared for animals, managing to save from suffering and death over 30,000 animals, most of them stray dogs, cats, horses, but also bears, wolves, foxes and deer. There are many people who come and visit Liberty, people who love animals and nature, have a deep respect for life and want to see the animals live happily, not held in cages, as it happens in most zoos. People are growing interested in nature, and even if their program includes historical elements, they always like to spend at least one day in nature. The tourists to Liberty are not only Romanian, they come from Europe or the United States, but even from as far as Australia, New Zealand and Patagonia. They are curious because they come from countries where there are no bears, and they have never seen bears so close and also living in their natural habitat. The tours are all guided in order for the visitors to learn as much as possible about the bears. A group comprises no more than 30 people, and the guide is a person from the Millions of Friends Association who knows the story of each and every bear in the sanctuary. The sanctuary is home to bears who used to be held in improper conditions near guest houses, restaurants, monasteries, factories, even in households. Some of them are wild bears who are used to eating from garbage bins or from the side of the road and had a chance of returning and living in the woods. The guide has a story for each bear. Still, even if they have plenty of space with all they need, the area is enclosed because the bears could no longer survive by themselves in the woods. In the sanctuary, though, they are protected and benefit from natural pools, running water, they can run and climb the trees, and this is pleasant for everybody, including for those who come to see them. The tours organized for visitors are usually in Romanian, English and German, but other languages can be arranged if need be. At the entrance to the sanctuary, the visitors can watch a five-minute film presenting the history of the place for everybody to understand why it was created. Many of those who visit the sanctuary come back to see it again. Some arrive at first rather skeptical, thinking it's just another bigger zoo. But when they leave, they say they will never look at wild animals as they used to before. 
The European brown bear is a species protected by the Bern Convention. Romania ratified this convention in 1993, but only in 2005, owning a wild bear became illegal in Romania. Well, that's about all from People and Places today. Thank you for listening. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. I'm Eugen Nasta. You're invited to listen to a beautiful love song performed by Nelu Balashoyu. broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17 800 and 21 470 kHz.
We can also be heard on the internet at ri.road channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.row. Goodbye. <laughs>